Hello, and welcome to Warhammer 40K's Grim History from the Beyond. I'm Zekthar. And I'm Yuxin. We are the chroniclers of all that was, and all that will be in the 41st millennium. We've seen the rise and fall of many empires, and this week we'll be looking into everyone's favorite greenskins, the Orcs. Indeed, Zekthar, the Orcs, who love nothing more than good scrap and some good old-fashioned crumpin'. Join us this month as we discuss the biology of the orcoid species, their effect on the other species, some funny stories, and of course, notable characters. Of course, you should. But to our dear listeners, if you like our stuff, please subscribe, follow, like, and comment. And if you wish to help Bob, you can click the support podcast button on any of our descriptions on Spotify. Quite right, Zekthar. If you like what we do, don't hesitate to plug in on Spotify. We wish to keep this free and without ads, so if you find folks truly enjoy this, you can help. If you only donate to Bob on our Spotify channel for 99 cents a month, we can continue to do our stuff without those hated ads. Now, mind you, if you wish to do more, feel free. But this is all we ask, just 99 cents. Well, Zekthar, let's get into it, shall we? Well, before we can get into the meat of this, we have some corrections. Oh, no. Well, what did you get wrong this time, Zekthar? Um, I, I actually didn't get anything wrong. You did. What? I didn't get anything wrong. I documented all my findings. Who's telling you I got something wrong? Well, in particular, it's these goth fellas that showed up earlier that didn't like the fact that you said they weren't the biggest and baddest of all the clans. Really? They just happened to show up? Well, apparently they heard our Vox from an Imperial Vox box, and they were, uh, let's say, troubled, to say the least, about our last Vox. In particular, that you said the snake bites were, and I quote, the toughest boys in the galaxy. I didn't say that. I might have alluded to that, but I didn't say that. Oh, I, I know, I know. But these lads thought differently. And now I'm using my psychic force field to keep them at bay. Now, I know you don't like to retract things you say, but maybe this time? Really? You're using these orcs to try to prove your own point, that the goth aren't stronger and tougher than the snake bites. You know, as well as I do, that you could hold that field until... Is that a gargant? Uh, yep, and that's the problem. Unfortunately, we also have another problem. A group of boys showed up from the snake bites as well. Biokulu, how did they get here? Well, using one of their weird boys, um, what did you call them again? A boy. Yep, that's it. That's the name. Anyways, this boy by the name of Bosnick the Big Greenie heard the lads talking and wanted to come down here and prove that they were the best. How did they find us? Uh, dash it all, Yuxin. I have no idea. You know the orcs and their goofy rock energy. What is important is that you can help me fix this. And at the same time, let's use it to our advantage. How could we possibly use this to our benefit? Well, the goth brought a whole band to play for us with squeak pipes and everything. It would be impolite not at least to listen to them. I swear, if I didn't know any better. Wait a minute. I do know better. You led these hoodlums here, didn't you? Me? <laughs> I would never. You did, you son of a... Okay, okay, careful, careful. You're talking about your own mother there. Mm. 
You did this on purpose, didn't you? Honestly, I was just trying to get the band here. And then the rest of these green fellows showed up. Perhaps we open the shields and do an old nod and smash? Huh? I swear, Zektar, sometimes I wonder if we are even related. This is truly foolhardy. Fine, let's get this done. Oi, what you saying? We not better than these kids? Yeah, you're tell them we the best. All right, folks. If you could just stand on the yellow line, we'll hear your complaints. <laughs> Everybody on the line? Good. Well, except for you gets the grot. Leave room for your betters. All right, lads. Now that you're in the right spot, go ahead and tell us your problems. And also, uh, a computer, activate parameter 33-20. Oh, thank you. Now, mind you, none of you compared to Tuska the Demon Killer. What? What do you say? He says we not as big as Tuska. Ah, we be big, better than any kid named Tuska. You sure? Tuska fought the biggest, baddest king in the Spiky Boys, Corn. <gasps> Zekthar could tell you the story if and you got the time to listen. <laughs> Sound good. Well, you goffs and snake bites, Tuska is a tale as old as time. Well, actually, not that old. But we go back into times, or back before you were born, and 890.m41, the great boss Tuska's flagship, Killcruiser, Gorjaw, was invaded by a demonic entity as it carved its path through the warp. Ooh, we love them shows when we are flying through the great warp. Yes, I know, I know you do. And when Tuska learned that a towering, mini-headed nightmare was slaughtering its way through his crew, he strapped on his power claw and sprinted towards the sound of battle, bellowing his war cry. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyways, meeting the beast head-to-head -head on the Gorjaws Bridge, the resultant crash between orc and demon was titanic. But when the fighting was over, Tuska had a new set of horns, with which to adorn his trophy rack. Following his encounter with the warp beast, the great boss rounded up as many weird boys as he could and utilized them to help bypass the Imperial defenses around Cadia in order to invade the Eye of Terror. These orc invaders of the Immaterium soon attracted the gaze of the blood god Korn when they plunged headlong into the Eye of Terror in search of fresh carnage. They're dangerously unhinged, eh? Uh, pardon. Their big warlord, the self-styled demon killer, had already made his mark upon the eye by bringing battle to several demon worlds devoted to Korn's rivals. The orc warlord proved unstoppable until his warg crash landed on a flesh planet belonging to a mighty demon prince high in the standing of Korn known as the Blood Prince. Oi, that demon don't know what's coming to him. <laughs> you are quite right, my green friend. Battling the creature and his demonic hordes, Tuska suffered many deep wounds, and his boys took heavy losses. Just as the demon prince was about to finish Tuska, <gasps> No! 
his weird boys manage to distract the demon using their psychic powers, giving Tuska enough time to impale the creature between its legs with his power claw before being killed himself. So he killed the kid. <sighs> Unfortunately, no. The remainder of the great war boss's vast greenskin horde was eventually slain to an orc by the wrathful blood prince and his minions. But his joy in the murderous spectacle was such that Korn himself ensured the Greenskin Crusade rose once more on the very next dawn. Huh? Well, history repeated itself over and over again as the orcs fought tooth and nail, never once showing signs of surrender or despair. The blood god was so impressed by the luminous battlelust that he eventually took the orcs into his own domain in the realm of chaos. In the shadow of the Brass Citadel, his elite bloodletter generals battle against the demon killers undying horde on a daily basis each cycle great clouds of fungal spores are released by the dying greenskins to take root and flourish in the bloodstained foothills of the Oseas peaks yet more orcs are born grow to maturity and charge into battle once more this suits the demon killer tuska just fine for he has finally found a good fight that never ends <sighs> yes such endless cycles of bloodshed are also most pleasing to the blood god. After all, the one true constant in the galaxy is that of endless war. Korn himself has made sure of it. That'd be a good story. But is he still there? Um, Yuxin? I don't know. I think he is, isn't he? I would assume so. One of the things that I find interesting is the fact that how Korn isn't, like, killing off the excess orcs that are growing to maturity because he's re-resurrecting these orcs again and again and again and again. Went right. the army of orcs just grow unless he like, you know, whittling it down somehow? I don't think he cares. I think the fact is that he's got enough demons anyways that it doesn't really matter. Huh. Well, I mean, okay, correct me if I'm wrong here anyways, but demons really can't be killed, right? Um, well, okay, I know they can't be killed in the Materium. The Immaterium, on the other hand, I don't know. Maybe they can be killed there. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, for instance, the Demon Princes, uh, when they show up in the Materium and, and if they end up getting killed, they just go back to the warp. Like, for instance, Angron um, and the first battle or the first war of Armageddon, he ends up getting killed. Killed's a relative term because he just he just disappears back into the warp. Or Mortarian. Or, or Mortarian. Uh, Magnus. Off. What's that? He got his head sliced off. He disappeared. And then Magnus the Red got his head bashed in. And then he well, disappeared. The first time I think he disappeared was the second, uh, or the first Battle of the Fang. Yeah, the first one. The first one. No. Uh, yeah. No. Because he fought um, against Vulcan. Oh, yeah. So okay, well, okay, okay, let me put it this way. After the Horus area, the first time after the Horus heresy, I think okay. was the first battle of the Fang. Because okay. it was after, okay, it was after Lehman Russ had disappeared. And uh, Magnus, uh, it's one of the reasons why the um, <clears throat> Space Wolves don't actually have a second founding. Um, they were close to actually figuring out anyways how to beat out the Canis Lupus problem that they were having with the second founding. But then Magnus showed up anyways and literally like wrecked all the research and, and killed the guy anyways that was close to discovering it. And then he ended up getting beaten back by, I believe, uh, um, 
I can't remember. It was the chapter master at the time, which I can't remember his name. And then, uh, um, and then Bjorn stepped in. Yeah. Bjorn, Bjorn that. helped him. Yeah. Well, no, they, they, they both, it took two of them anyways to, to eventually, um, stomp him out. Yeah. And the chapter master ended up dying in the process. And, uh, um, Bjorn ended up, uh, well, I mean, he's still around, so. <laughs> but he was damaged pretty badly, if I recall, right? Yeah, the machine itself was. Well, the weapons itself were. Right. But uh, um, anyways, getting back to Tusca, I I don't, I, as far as I know, anyways, he's still there. <laughs> yeah, he's been there for like the last two, 3,000 years. Now, my other, cons- my other wonder anyways is if he'll ever come back. I wouldn't think that he would. I think he's kind of found pretty much what an orc would be considered as heaven, right? Uh, yeah. Until you know, yeah. Until what? <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, it's until basically he he would feel like there's got to be a better fight somewhere else. Yeah, but if he keeps, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if that will ever happen. I guess that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I just think it's funny though that they that honestly Tuska found what most orcs would consider heaven. I mean, it's it, it is actually it's it's very stylized, very similar to Terran 42's Valhalla. Norse mytho- yeah, Norse mythology's Valhalla. I mean, that's exactly what it is, is that all the all the champions of Valhalla, they literally every day, anyways, fight each other to the death. And then they all get resurrected. And then that night they end up feasting and drinking and winching. And then the next day they started all over again. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of the same concept, except for, you know, the whole, you know, party afterwards. I don't even know if orcs would even know what to do with the party. They just didn't kill each other. <laughs> well, what do you think of Tuska? I think he's basically... Pretty much the epitome of what an orc is. Pretty much. Yeah, I, I will say, I will say one thing. If he does happen to ever, you know, come out of Corn's and it, it, it eternal battle, um, and he ends up back in the Materium, he is going to be the bane of the Imperium's existence. <laughs> he will, I mean, literally crush everything in front of him. I mean, could you imagine an orc anyways with, that has grown that big? Because he's just continually just like killed things over and over and over again. <laughs> He'd be a monster. That'd be interesting. But you still didn't answer us. Who the best? You go tell him gets that we be the biggest and bestest orcs in the galaxy. Bah, shut your yap, you cross. What? You call me a git? I'll fight you. Ah! You know, sometimes it's better if you work together. What? He said we got to stop the fighting. (laughs) 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 Yes, sometimes it works. Just ask Nazdrag Urdgrub and Gazgul Urkthraka. The great green prophet? What do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Well, Nazdrag Ug Erdgrub is a Bad Moon's warlord. Some may ask what Bad Moons are. Oh, oh, I know. Pick me. Fine. Tell them what Bad Moons are. 
Bad moons are the ones with all the teeth and all that gubbins. Oh, wait. They also have all their stuff all yellow so they can make their crump be extra bigger. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. Okay. On, on top of that, bad moons are the ones that generally have the most equipment and stuff because of the fact that they generally grow the teeth the fastest, so they're the wealthiest, so basically they can pay for mechs to do more stuff for them. Mm. So they generally have more of the tech and stuff on their side. So and they paint everything yellow. Right. <laughs> like he said, they the, paint the, everything yellow. Yes, the, the cheery green skin fellow over there anyways mentioned that. But uh, I, I do have a question for you. If they are the richest anyways, and they can buy all this stuff, and they can become more powerful because of that. Why aren't they the top dog? Why is it the Goths? Well, none of them technically are the top dog. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? No, we are. We the Goths. We the biggest, baddest. Shut up. Huh? Anyways, Nazdrag <laughs> is very intelligent. What? Shut up, you get. He said he's a tinkin' orc. Ooh. And has unique characteristics of actually being overweight. This rich, ostentatious, overindulgent orc has been deemed as easily the most intelligent and cunning battlefield commander the Bad Moons have ever had. It is also been said that if he ever worked up the energy he could have a wog that would be just as dangerous as Gazgul's. Much to the fortune of the Imperium, his focus is instead on raiding to increase his wealth and prove how well equipped his boys are, making him more of an irritation in comparison to Gazgul. Though it should be noted that this irritation has devastated at least 11 Imperial worlds and has defeated or outwitted all Imperial forces sent against him. On top of his intelligence and cunning, he has the advantage of, dare I say, skilled mech boys. These boys have not only made his wah extremely powerful in general, but have also, at least to the assumption of the Perium, had found a way to gain some kind of control over, on the movements of his base of operations, the Space Hulk codenamed Sila. Now, for you folks who don't know, uh, space, Hulk, space Hulks are generally just a mass of either different spaceships molded together through the warp or just a rock. It's basically been hollowed out. And in general, they just float in and out of the warp there's no real control over them. So being able to actually, you know, move this gigantic mass one way or another in itself is a significant feat. But I digress. He is also one of the few warlords I've discovered that interacted with Gazgul and neither died or became part of his walk. What do you got to do to be prophet? Well, after um, Gazgul's First attempt at taking Armageddon, he ended up running into Nazdreg and actually started working with them, learning different um, 
tactics they used and also helped experiment with teleported technology that NASDRAG's MechBoys actually pioneered. So he helped mm. doing that. They specifically tested it out on Piscina 4. And in the end, to create an allegiance between himself and NASDREG, basically he um, got the tech for Teleportas and one of, one of NASDREG's most uh, intelligent mechs. Bah! He sounds like them freebooter kids. Well, in comparison to most freebooters who basically just operate for wealth, working for pretty much anybody, he specifically focuses on using his warband just not really for anybody else in particular, just to gather wealth and prove that his boys are the best equipped. Like, we have the biggest guns, and we'll wipe you out to to prove it. Yeah, interesting. Meanwhile, <laughs> loot your planet at the same time. <laughs> okay, yeah, but at the same time, it does seem like, I mean, I would, okay, I, I kind of see what you're saying, but I would say he's probably, what, the closest you could get to being a freebooter without and, being a freebooter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that that's the best way to put it. He's, like, just shy of being a freebooter. What do you consider a freebooter? So it sounds like he's actually willing to work with, like, for instance, other war bosses, but as opposed to freebooters who will actually kind of, you know, like sign themselves out anyways to just about anybody, right? Right. And I'm not sure this is the only time that I've seen it referenced where he's actually worked with another orc. Oh, with Uthraka? I think this is the only time that I've ever found anything about him doing that. Hmm. Okay. He's... Uh, so do you one, think? Sorry. No, uh, so do you think he'll ever actually make a play at like starting to conquer, becoming a conqueror, or do you think he's just kind of content doing what he's doing? I think he's pretty much content with what he's doing. Most recently, he did lose his Space Hulk. Who knows if he's picked up another one? But uh, when it came to battles concerning Piscina Four after uh, Gasgul had left. Apparently, mm. they're somehow able to destroy a Space Hulk, but due to his natural form, he was able to uh, outwit the Imperial forces and escape. Will they actually destroy it? Uh, in theory, yeah. Because I thought it showed up on Medusa 5. Well, no, no, no. I thought it showed up on Medusa 5. No. Where did you get that from? Well, from the articles that I'm reading in my tomb, or tome. One of these days, I'll actually say that right. But <laughs> despite the apparent destruction of Nasdrag's Hulk in the orbital battles above Piscina 4, it appears that he somehow affected his escape and left the system. As it would turn out, the Skyla, or Scylla, Scylla? Is that how we're pronouncing it? Yeah. Was not destroyed. Given Nasdrag's skill for raiding and piracy, he continued to remain elusive. Following the assault on Piscina... Okay. But eventually emerged from the warp and crash landed on the planet of Medusa 5. Nasdreg ordered his boys to go out and gather as much scrap material as possible from the surrounding Imperial settlements so that his mech boys could repair the Hulk as quickly as possible. As his weird boys had warned him that the world they had landed upon was soon to be consumed by a massive warp storm. 
as drag had no intention of still being on the planet when that happened. Pretty smart, if you ask me. But true to his orc nature, he still desired to get in all the combat he could while his forces were present on Medusa 5. Ah. But it does go on to say, anyways, here, I guess the Imperium showed up and weren't too happy about him crash landing there. <laughs> um, when they well, did show up... Okay, so it, it, it does look like it actually did eventually end up getting destroyed. Because this says, even though the battle on Medusa 5 ultimately led to another defeat for his orcs, Nazdreg and many of his boys... Oh, but this does answer, by the way, your question whether or not, anyways, he found another space hole. So I this is actually kind of interesting. Did. Yeah, so this is kind of interesting. Nazdreg and many of his boys managed to get off the planet alive. After learning that the Imperial forces had damaged his beyond any hope of repair, Nazdreg came up with a truly brilliant escape plan. The orcs commandeered a slightly damaged Imperial transport, the Minnow, and managed to get into orbit. Nazdreg left several captured humans alive to fly the Minnow and transmit a false distress call. The orbiting Imperial battleship Terra's Defiance received the communication and came to the transport assistance only to be boarded and taken over by orcs. Although the disappearance of the Terra's Defiance was noted by the Imperial Navy, Nazdrag Oog Erdgrub managed to escape with many of his boys against all odds. It is likely that he will eventually turn up elsewhere in the galaxy to trouble the servants of the Emperor once more. Now with an Imperial battleship, suitably modified in orcish tastes, at his disposal. <laughs> so yes, he apparently has replaced his space hulk, this flying rock thing called uh, that originally was Sila uh, or Sila, with a uh, um, apparently an imperial battleship. <laughs> yes. So there you well, go. Next time it shows up, it'll be worse than a, a battleship. Trust me. Uh <laughs> Either a it will blow up whole planets, or b it will blow up. <laughs> Oh, the orky boys work. <laughs> also, another thing that, that should be mentioned is uh, in comparison to a lot of orcs, another thing that made hit, makes him more intelligent other than apparently the fact he's able to, like you can tell just from what you've just been saying, he's able to outthink a lot of Imperial. Um, he's a tinkin' orc. It, yeah, but also... Yeah. I'm trying to think of Imperial um, commanders. That's where I'm trying to think of. He also, uh, when he was on a planet, actually used a reward and punishment system to uh, increase the production of human slaves that they had captured, which is, yeah, virtually unheard of. Well, I think he uses that, though, I think with all of his, the, the people that follow him, right? Maybe. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he if if he he learned this this, this strange form of diplomacy, anyways, with his grots. Okay, but the fact that he's able to do it where it meets the level of a reward and punishment system for a human is really unique. Well, not only that, but if I recall right, he actually speaks fairly fluent low gothic. Yeah, which Probably means who knows? He may have somewhere off to the side. A little scanner. He just turns on whatever. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, all those Terran 42 scanners that you can intermittently catch what they're saying off to the side. Oh, you mean like a translator? <laughs> no. Never mind. 
no, no, seriously, what do you mean? I, I'm thinking of like you know something to um, scan radio waves and pick up. Oh, uh, like a CB radio. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, like, um, I will say this though: if do you think, anyways, if he comes back into Imperial space the next time that that we see him, anyways. You think he'll kind of give up his bad moon ways and, and become more of a freebooter because he's got this big, awesome ship? Or do you think he's going to start conquering worlds and, and kind of build up his empire again? Uh, I think more than likely he'll he'll just continue doing what he's doing. I mean, rarely do you see orcs really change what it is that they want to do. So you don't think that he'll, he'll become more of a freebooter? Probably not. I mean... He probably thinks he's smarter than any of them, anyways. <laughs> at this point, as he's kind of proved a little, uh, maybe. But, but speaking of freebooters, have you all heard of a uh, um, Captain Badruck? Bah, that's Sneaky Kit. He be a bad un. No, he the best. That big one helped me make many teeth on Bionicum. Bionicum, <sighs> the big ray world. Don't care if any helped you puny goth. We just snake bites. And we don't need no help from any fleshy gits. <laughs> you know, Badruck's mimic squig was nurtured by a beast snagger. Yes. <clears throat> and even recruited many goths. Now, if you're all done killing each other, Perhaps you could simply sit down and listen to my story about the greatest freebooter of all time? Okay. Thank you. Like I said, Captain Badruck is the greatest freebooter of his age. A monstrous, roaring privateer bedecked in barbarous finery. Badruck's flash kits carry enough firepower in a battle to level a well-defended hab block. And the captain totes the most fearsome firearm of the lot. What is it? Uh, uh, pardon? What? Is it this big deck of chopper? Oh, oh, well, he carries a weapon known as Da Big Ripper, a shooter so dangerous that merely standing near it when it is fired is essentially a death sentence by radiation poisoning. The weapon once belonged to the Ogren bodyguard of an Imperial subsector governor, and the captain has modified it to fire unstable plasma canisters instead of high caliber slugs so that each detonates with all the heat and radioactive force of a small star. Hmm. That'd be good, Daka. <laughs> yes, well, Badruck and his crew are legends amongst their own cutthroat subculture, thundering through space in their oversized kill cruiser, Da Black Tooth. And they have fought at the side of every major war boss worth following in recent history. Wherever the captain and his lads make planetfall, Misery and destruction are sure to follow, for Badrex's flash kits are monstrous reavers who live to commit murder and cause mayhem, stealing everything they can get their claws on. Years ago, Badrex was chased out of the Bad Moons clan on charges of having too many teeth for his own good. From the day of his exile, Badrex's accomplishments have far outstripped those of his fellow freebooter captains. Fighting alongside the fleet of warlord Garaha, Badrex planted a tendril of the Tyranid Hive Fleet Kraken in 993.m41 with an all-guns blazing raid upon the Norn Queen at its heart. Oh, 
them bug eyes be fierce enemies. Yes, but it gets better. During the War of Daka, his warriors outshot a towel hunter cadre. Some even claim that the captain personally brought down a free blade knight armed with not but a hair squig and several inebriated snotlings. Though it seems likely that such tales have grown in the telling. Some even claim that the captain has personally killed one of the powerful space-born leviathans called a void whale. What did he say? He said the captain killed a big floaty squig. Most recently, Badruck has been engaged in a series of bloody skirmishes against the Space Wolves, uh, deep in the Sanctus Reach subsector. A rumor persists that these raids are being performed at the behest of a shadow, an extremely generous employer, but Badruck is playing his cards extremely close to his chest. For an orc, Badruck is unusually cunning and has proved to be an excellent strategist and tactician. He often acts as a tactical advisor to any orc warlord or war boss wealthy enough to meet his outrageously high fees. After the battle, Badrex flash kits usually persuade their new employers to give them the best share of any loot or salvage before they return to the Black Tooth and seek more chaos and carnage. Despite this blackmail, many orc warlords see this as a price well worth paying for the sake of a better fight than usual and the wonderfully intoxicating sight of seeing Badruck and his flashkits unleash their wonderful and lethal toys upon the enemy. He got to be the king of the freebooters. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. But now, brother, what do you think of this king of the freebooters? To tell you the truth, it's sort of a mixed bag because of the fact that on one side, he is basically what you think of when you think of a freebooter. On the other side, though, he's akin to try to piss somebody off more than... Huh? What do you mean? Well, the fact that, uh, I mean, yes, some of them do think, oh, yeah, fine, they can blackmail us or whatever. But the fact that they constantly do it is part of the reason why probably he isn't liked by a lot of different. Dwarves. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of surprising that actually how many people still would actually hire him. Well, I think that shows of the success anyways of how good he is at what he does. Another question is, is the fact that have any humans actually hired him? That's something that I, I got to wonder. Um, It wouldn't shock me, quite frankly. So this brings back anyways, this whole concept anyways of how the how the bad moons are different than the freebooters. Um, I think one of the things that's very important about the huge differences is that freebooters are significantly more mercenary. And they'll be hired out by anybody. As opposed to the black, bad moons who really don't. Although they do, you know, seek wealth very much like the freebooters do. But they kind of, you know, they keep more to their own clan. Um, yeah. I do also think anyways that, I mean, while the other difference though is, is that like, for instance, the bad moons. You could have somebody anyways, like for instance, uh, what was his name? Nasdug? No. Nasdreg? Nasdreg, thank you who um, could very well, anyways, when he shows up next, anyways, have this massive fleet and, and seem very particular like a freebooter. The difference, though, is that it seems like freebooters really only have, like, one ship. Or only a few, yeah. Or only, like, a couple. It's not like they have, like, an empire, anyways, where they resupply and they, you know, send out, you know, like they don't, like, have a navy. <laughs> right. They have, like, one ship. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe or, maybe or two or three. Yeah. So, um, which I think keeps them more uh, – uh, well, actually, honestly, I think it keeps them um, less of a threat to the rest of the races. Now, I do have one last question for you before we move on. Do you think anyways, like, for instance, Nasdrag would ever hire Badruck? I figured anyways, if they could ever actually work together, they would actually do really well together. I would assume not. Okay, why not? My reasoning behind that is because of the fact that one of the reasons, like I mentioned, that Nasdaq generally does go around and fight is to prove that his guys have the best stuff. Okay. but And one of the main things about Badrock is... Oh, wait, he's, he's also stuff. somebody who wants to have the best stuff. Okay, so let me put it this way. I think <laughs> in ways that they could actually end up working together, but I think it would be a very, very short relationship, <laughs> if that makes sense. It probably would work for maybe a world or maybe two. <laughs> really, if that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, well, and most unfortunately, my greenskin friends who are, yeah, there's a few of you left. Uh, we, we've only got time for one more orky hero. Should we go with uh, Zodgrod, Wartsnaga, or Zagstruck? Zagstruck, he be the biggest storm boy in all the galaxy. No, yet ingrate, ingrate from... Ah, you dummy, we got to talk about Zodgrod. No, we uh, talking about that, Zagstruck. Avoja! Well, I'm going to talk about Zodrod. I told you guys. Please shut up. Now, Zodgrod Wurtsnaga, also known as Runt Boss for Hire, is a wild-eyed wanderer whose odd ideas have allowed him to breed and train some of the best and baddest runts and squigs. Yeah, I saw a squiggy called Thunder Squat. It was the biggest squig I ever seen. Yes, well, using jingly bells, tasty fungal treats, and an array of pain boy brewed serums, he's managed to propagate superior grots, snots, and a variety of squig breeds. His menagerie are bigger, stronger, more aggressive, and demonstrated, frankly, alarming levels of problem solving abilities. Oi, what does menagerie Manisha. Mm, excuse me. What does that big M word mean? You stupid kid. It means it's stuff. Oh, okay. Thank you. There is no doubt that such creatures which obey his command with such loyalty, rarely is there a need to use the business end of his grub prod. He truly enjoys his creations and values them above all else. They are his beloved creatures. On the other hand, the same cannot be said for others in his tribe. As more and more of his creations were killed needlessly by his ignorant tribe mates, he became more and more withdrawn, isolated, and embittered. He finally cracked when a big mech named Osmog started to launch Wurtsnaga's super runs through his shock attack gun's tunnel just to get his eye in. With great impressiveness, he overpowered Osmog, and with much curiosity, he was able to break the big mech down small enough to shoot him through his own shock attack gun. Huh? He did what? That's right. Uh, of course, sucks actions 
ended with him and his super rights being exiled. Excuse me, what did he do? He took the Big Mac, broke him down in such a small size, he was able to stuff him in his shock attack gun and shoot him out. But Big Macs are big. How are you getting shotgun? Even some don't know how it happened. Hmm. That'd be weird, kittens. Don't know about that one. Ironically, this benefited him greatly for this gave him the freedom to live the free boot in life and sell his rent wrangling skills to tribes that were able to actually see their use. He continues to advance his skills, spending teeth on ever more outlandish serums to bolster his super rents abilities and aggression. By this time, even the most dense war boss can see the worth of Zagrat as a mad-eyed and lethal mercenary for hire. Yeah, he has that piston power grot prawn, grab zapper, and the combine needle sluggers called squeak stoppers. No, that not why. Haven't you ever seen his super rents in action? They run into the foe in a froth-jawed tide. Not to mention his killer pilots are precious as all kits. Yeah, like he said. <laughs> Suffice to say, his famed skills and abilities allow him to virtually name his prize. What do you think of this strange rent herder, Zektar? Well, I mean... So is he technically a, a snakebite dude now, or is he a freebooter? Technically, he's a snakebite. He's just basically the freebooter life is selling his wares pretty much wherever he wants. Oh, so the difference so, is, is that uh, he's not in a specific group anymore. That's why he'd be considered that because of the fact that he was given the boot. Right. Basically. Well, maybe that's another difference anyways, between like, for instance, the bad moons and the freebooters is it seems like the, the freebooters move around more than the bad moons do. But anyways, yeah. um, he's, he seems interesting. I'm really kind of wondering what, what he's actually given these squigs and the, the, the grots. I mean, you said anyways, superior grots, snotlings, and variety of squig breeds. So so does he, by the way, does he like breed the biggest, baddest squigoths? Does he know um, for squigoths? Or? It, it seems like he's more of an... He more focuses on some of the smaller ones. Oh, okay. So more like a colossal because, queen. You know, if, if you think about it, you know, it's. I'm assuming if he had a whole bunch of those, that that most of his tribesmen wouldn't really be thinking that it was a stupid thing. Well, I think the thing that they thought was more stupid was the fact that he actually, he, he actually liked his his crots and Gretchens and snotlings and squigs. Yeah. Well, I mean, the squigs, anyways, kind of makes sense for for uh, runt herders, right? Well, all of them, for that matter. <laughs> well, I I don't know. To me, anyways, I've always just kind of seen, anyways, the runt herders. They tolerate the Gretchen and Grot because they need them, anyways, to help herd the squigs. But they really actually <clears throat> enjoy the squigs more than they do the Grot. Um, if that makes sense. Okay, so. In in reality, most cases when you think of runt herders when they are directly involved with brats, generally uh -huh. it's using them as fighters more than as actual herders. Oh, okay. And 
And who are the pain boys, by the way, he's getting these serums from? I have no I, idea. Part of me also thinks that maybe they're not all of them are not all of them are pain boys. They're like brewers. <laughs> Which actually does beg a question, anyways. I the orcs drink, right? Uh yeah, I believe so. And they, they have some weird concoctions of of alcohol brew. Yeah, I think they're called squid brews, aren't they? Yeah. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me anyways that some of these pain boys are really like brewers. And he's just like giving them to the grots and he's like, here, horse that town for you. You know, there's a good fella. And then <laughs> it's a particular like nasty brew anyways that just gets them hopping mad drunk. <laughs> and then he goes, all right, there you go. And sends them out into the battlefield. <sighs> I'll kill you all. You know, <laughs> it's like. Dude, you're sending one grot out there? It's like, yeah, because it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Watch. He's going to charge those. He's going to charge those space marines right there. They're even laughing, you know? <laughs> and then he kills a couple of them. It's like, <laughs> they're like, oh, no. It's like, yeah, yeah, see? I told you it'd be funny. <laughs> I mean, he thinks he's like 10 feet tall. I mean, seriously, how much funnier can you get? <laughs> The funny part is the thing that I fed him anyways, <laughs> that he that he drank anyways, gives him the strength of somebody ten times his size. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I I don't know what to tell you about this guy. He he seems pretty out there. He he doesn't seem very orky though either. What which to me is interesting. Well, he he seems more um, maybe with uh, maybe he seems more solitary. Than most orcs. I mean, most orcs, I mean, regardless, anyway, I mean, you know, like you said, like we've said before, they love a good fight, they love crumping. But one of the I mean, they are very interlocked society. They they don't very often, anyways, just kind of go off by themselves. Right. Well, and this he guy have all of his his runs with them. So yeah. But I'm, I'm what I'm saying is, is that this guy, anyways, it seems like he could probably tootle off by himself without his grots or squigs. And be fine with it. He seems almost like a loner. And why I say that is that it seems like he gets along anyways with, like you said, anyways, his squigs and his grots more than than any of the other orcs that he ever comes in contact with. Which to me anyways is, is fairly interesting. I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I do think it's interesting. Um, and I do agree that he is, well, he is a little mad. Uh, obviously. A, a little? <laughs> well, not as mad as Mad Doc Grotznik, because that's that's a whole nother. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad we didn't have to cover him. He's he's he is a lunatic. He he's up there with uh, what's his name, Fabius Bile, the Chaos Space Marine that like literally, anyways, just like tinkers with genomes and people that are alive. Or Zerus, uh, Zerus. Yeah, he seems a lot like Zerus, anyways. It's like, well, if we except for he's he's even more nuts. Zerus at least has a point to why he's doing things. <laughs> this orc is just like, we broke here anyways, and his leg twitches. It's funny. You know? <laughs> like, oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> you know? Or or what's the other thing that he did? He he took a bunch of his own boys, cut open their heads, and stuffed bombs in there, and then no, no, no. back uh, together. What he did was is he's actually... The doc that gave Gasgul his his extreme skull, uh, his extreme skull, his his um, 
Well, the part of his skull that needed to be put back together because of the fact that his head got partially blown off. Yeah, that was by Ragnar, I want to say? That was done by uh, Mad Doc Grotznik. No, 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 the guy who blew off part of his head. Oh. I think that was Ragnar, wasn't it? I don't know. What are we talking about? Well, anyways, <laughs> that weird note, oh, that, is, that is all the time we have for today. Uh, but join us next week. And we discuss one of the greatest orcs ever, simply known as the Beast. Wait, what? I thought you was going to answer us. Who's the biggest, baddest orcs? Yeah, you wee kids. You're the best answering us before we crumps you. Hmm. Um, with what army? Every time we started another story, you guys killed each other off. Now only five of you remain. Who knew? Um, well, we, we still got the big stomper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if in you don't answer us, we use the big stomper to crimp you. Um, computer? 33-20 is now in effect. You see, my greenskin friends, we were never really in any trouble. Your Garkin is meaningless to the awesome power of the forge of the Bastionic Tempest. Uh, what we do now? Well, you can start by cleaning up our floor. You all caused quite a mess killing each other. <laughs> yes, and after that, you can head over to the Egotarium and scoop up the refuse of our primitive reptilian primates. Honestly, Euxen... I have no idea why we still keep them. They're important to the genomes of the old ones. I think they were their origins. Yet only time will tell. I dare say we've had them long enough to find out. Um, excuse me? But how are we going to clean up this mess? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot you were the, um, what was your name again? Snotrock. Yes, not rock. You will find the shovels down the hall and the first door you see to your left. Oh, Zekthar, that is a cruel joke. Why don't you just let him use Suture's breath to expunge his fellows from the loading dock? What? You you really want to give the orcs a flamethrower? Fair point. But for those <laughs> listening, if you like our box, please follow, subscribe, like, and comment. Yes, and if you have any questions, feel free to leave them in our comments or send them to our website at www.ashraka.com. Yes, that's www.ashraka.com. Indeed. And as always, <clears throat> until next time, this is Zekthar. And Yuxin, signing off. I'll get the shovel. No, I'll get the shovel. No, I'll get the shovel. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs>